Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. I hope you are very well. Today is an episode that I'm recording because it's a conversation I have a lot with people. And this is something that people wonder, question, like to discuss with me. And so I thought, let's make this a podcast episode so that I, one, I can refer people to it and say, go and have a listen to this episode. But two, because I know that there's many of you who will be in this situation and wondering what they should do. So that whole conversation is revolving around whether you need to earn six figures. Do you need to grow your business so that you generate a hundred grand or more in revenue a year? And often what the conversation is more catered to is should you go over the VAT threshold, which in the UK is £85,000 over a 12-month rolling period. And the reason that this is of topic and of note is because people often get to this stage and then realise that if they are going to go VAT registered, some things need to be tweaked in their business and things need to be changed. And so that conversation comes up with me because they're figuring out, well, what do they need to do? How are they going to make that work? Is it worth it? Is it not? Um, They may have heard really negative situations. They might have heard positive situations. They might just want to know what that means. And there's a lot of conversation in the business world about, you know, generating six figures a year, generating multi six figures, generating seven figures, getting to a million, all of these kind of random statements that some people attach sort of success to some people attach validation to all those kind of things are all kind of present should we say so the reason I want to talk about it is because ultimately only you can come up with the decision yourself and the message I'd like you to get across to you is that actually the answer to this question can be ongoing so it can be ever-changing What's the right answer for you right now might not be in six months time. It might not be in two weeks time. It might not be in three years time. But the joy of it is you don't have to make a fixed decision. You can decide to grow it whatever whatever time you want to kind of do that. So with that in mind, let's just talk about what is the issue. And then I'm also going to talk about the joy and the beauty of not growing to six figures and not being VAT registered and not scaling your business beyond that because you don't have to. Not everybody wants to, not everybody needs to. And I want to just create some space today and hold space for you to explore what that means and work out whether or not you do want to go bigger. So let me just explain the issue. So the issue tends to be that if you're in the UK once you hit £85,000 in revenue on a 12-month run period, so what I mean by that is it can't be, like it's basically every point of time 12 months from that. So if it's the 1st of April, it's from the 1st of April 2022 to the 1st of April 2023. If it's December, then it's 
the 1st of December to the 1st of December or the 15th or the 16th, like whatever date you're looking at, it's consecutive, it's it's rolling. So you can't pick the dates, you can't manipulate the dates to make it work for you. It's whatever it is over a 12 month period. And if you hit that, then you then have to register for VAT. You become VAT registered and then you start paying VAT and paying VAT bills and um, you know making a quarterly VAT return and submission. That in itself opens um, a different world and different doors in terms of your accountant and in terms of um, what the bill of your accountant is going to be and, and what your liabilities are there. Your legal liabilities also change. But uh, just as a sort of smaller surface fact about it, ultimately you have to start charging VAT. Well, I say charging VAT, that's not correct. Um, you will be paying a VAT tax, value-added tax to the government, whether you're charging for it or not. So you're essentially going to charge for it. And that is 20% of the current time of recording. So whatever revenue your business is bringing in, 20% is going to be going on a VAT bill. Obviously, you can also claim some VAT. So if you're a business that spends a lot and buys things that have VAT attached to them, then you can claim that and have it as an expense. So it's not necessarily that it's a flat. I'm trying not to give definites here because everybody's situation's different. Every, you know, policy changes, things update. It's not necessarily that your whole 20% is then going to be what you pay because actually you've got things to deduct and that will work to and for in its favor. But ultimately you've got a new contender to play with and you've got a new tax to pay with. Why that is an issue is that for some people, depending on your business model, you may be worse off even if you start earning more money. And I try and be really careful with my words here because some of this is opinion and it's also so difficult because it depends on people's business models. Because for some people, they'll be better off when they're VAT registered because, you know, they buy tons amount of stock or tons amount of product. Like there's certain businesses where it's better for them to be and they will choose to be VAT registered from the off. But there's also a different flip side. So if you're a service-based business with very low cost and very high profit margins, this is where it can kind of come a bit tricky and kind of be a bit uncertain. Now, it's not an issue. The The solution is often people just need to make more money. And what we tend to find, and again, I'm just saying tends to, I'm not saying this is 100%. This is why you need to seek professional advice. You need to speak to an accountant. You need to speak to someone, maybe like me, like a strategist, if you've decided you are going for it. And then it's like, well, how are we going to make that happen? I can help you with building strategy to actually make sure you hit the revenue target that you need to hit. But what can happen is sometimes generally people need to go, if they're going to go to 85 and they're going to go over, getting to 100 is not going to be worthwhile. They need to go beyond that. Again, this is just my opinion, right? I'm not saying that this is legally. I'm not saying there's any facts around this. I'm just saying generally anecdotally. Typically, you're going to want to go way more than that 85 or 100 in comparison to how much you were taken out of the business and what you were taken home is essentially what I'm saying. So um, you either add that 20% tax onto it or you're going to then sort of start um, absorbing some of that cost yourself, which some people choose to go, which I really wouldn't recommend. This episode isn't about VAT. This episode isn't about um, 
the ins and outs of that and whether you should or not because I don't particularly think that I'm the best person to do that I think it's better for an accountant to kind of walk through the real facts around that but I'm just setting the scene for you to get an idea that if you are at this position where you're thinking I'm at 80k a year but I'm not convinced that it makes sense for me to go and earn 95k I'm saying you're not alone. I'm saying this is something that comes up and a lot of people think about and a lot of people hum and har over. And for some people, they're like, if I'm going to hit 85, I need to make sure I hit 130 a year in order for it to really pay off for me. Now, that sort of 45 grand difference is a hell of a lot of money, right? It's a lot more money for them to make. And again, I'm not saying that's impossible. I'm not saying that at all. For those of you, if you're listening and you're like, you know, you want to make 500 grand a year or a million or 10 million or 100 million or 300,000 a year, then this conversation isn't probably going to make sense for you. And that's okay. Maybe tune in a different episode. But for some of you listening, I know this is something that you're trying to figure out in your head. But I am just going to leave that there because as I mentioned, I'm not, this isn't an episode about that. But I wanted it, I needed it to set the scene before we go into this so that it has more context. So I am going to talk now about why it doesn't work for everyone to scale their business past 100 grand. I'm going to explain why for some of you, you don't need to. For some of you, it doesn't make sense to. For some of you, you don't have to. You might not want to. And so let's just talk about that. Why it doesn't work for everyone. So energy is a big one. For some of you, you might have a chronic illness. You might just point blank not want to spend that much time you know, given to your business. You might not have the capability to do so. And I'm not saying that if you have a chronic illness, you can't make loads of money because that's absolute rubbish. You know, (laughs) people are making millions and millions of pounds who have chronic illnesses. But for some people, it just doesn't make sense for them because they can't energetically do that. There's also desire. Some people just don't want to make six figures. And that is 100% okay. We have to stop pitting people against each other we've got to stop associating knowledge and level of expertise with how much money someone makes because those two things are vastly not connected (laughs) like they really aren't and the more the quicker we can get our heads around that the better the world's going to be because the more people are going to listen to each other um but it's okay if you don't desire you've just got no interest you're like i don't care and i have people who say that to me i don't care and I'm like, good for you. You don't need to. Like, fine. No problem. Another reason you might not want to earn six figures is that you want to live like a slow life and a simple life that actually you just need the money that you need to survive. And maybe you don't have a lavish lifestyle. Maybe you don't need tons and tons of stuff. Maybe you're quite a minimalist. Maybe you just want to live a really slow, lovely, meaningful life. And for you, that definition might not mean that you need shitloads of money. So if you don't, good for you. I also think this massively varies depending on where you are in the world. So for some of you in some places there you're located, earning six figures is kind of like you need that to live. So some of you might be like, well, I've got to make that in order to be able to pay my rent because you live in a big major city. And after tax and all the rest of it that you need to live, that's how much you need. But others of you are going to be like, you know, I can live off £1,500 a month or £2,000 a month. Like, that's great if you can do that. And nobody's opinion should skew that for you. No one should be able to make you feel bad about that. Like you own whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, whatever makes you happy. That is totally okay. And my next point was about that sometimes 
some people just don't need to keep going for more and more and more and more and more. Because let's face it, right? Some people, not everybody, but some people who chase really dramatic business growth, it's an addiction. It's a a survival mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. It's a thing that helps people to navigate through their lives. And again, I'm not here to say whether that's right or wrong. I'm just stating the fact that it is okay if you don't need more and more and more and more business success to get you feeling like you're a better human being. Because we're not. Nobody's better than anybody, right? Your, your success in your career means nothing. Like, really. It doesn't mean... Any, it's not sort of putting people on a pedestal. It's absolutely silly. The other thing is, some people want a certain work-life balance where their business model and earning a certain amount of money isn't going to blend. Again, not me saying that you to make six figures or seven figures that you have to have no life and it's got to be horrible. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is that some people have a business model that in order for them to get to X, Y, and Z stage, they would have to give up certain parts of their work-life balance that they're not prepared to do or don't want to do. And again, 100% fine. Absolutely cool as a cucumber, fun times. The other thing is risk tolerance. Some people aren't in business because they want to be an entrepreneur. And being in business and being an entrepreneur are two different things. Some people are self-employed because they have to be. They haven't got a different choice. The society is not set up in the world to serve them. So they've made their own way in the world. But that doesn't mean that they want to be a risky entrepreneur. It doesn't mean that they want to constantly be pushing barriers and really like changing up the status quo. And that's okay. If your risk tolerance is low and you don't want to take loads of risks, fine. That's absolutely okay. The other reason that making six figures doesn't work for everyone is what I was alluding to with the VAT stuff, which is the fact that for some people, profit-wise, it doesn't make sense for them to go to 100K. For some people, they're better off sticking at 85, well, 80 grand a year, let's just say, so that you're not sat on the <laughs> you're not sat on the threshold. But for some people, it makes sense for them to stick at 80 grand a year and have a really good work-life balance and enjoy the time that they have than it is for them to bust their ass to get to 100 grand, 120, 130, 150, like whatever that they might need to get to, to take home the same amount of money. Now, obviously, when I say that, those of you who are very switched on or accountants maybe, obviously you've got different areas of that. If you're self-employed, whether you're a limited company, how are you taking corporation tax into the mix? Are you not? Are you taking a dividend? Are you um, PYE? Are you self-employed and you pay self-employed like income tax? That's a whole conversation that you work out on an individual basis, whether it makes sense for you. But all I'm saying is for some people profit-wise, it makes sense for them to just not earn six figures. They might not need to. I think the other conversation piece with this is really interesting when we talk about the beauty and the joy of it is that how lovely is it? And I have clients who do this, right? So this is what's really exciting. This isn't me just like saying, oh, this could happen. Like I know people where this is a reality for them. This is possible. So don't listen to this and think like, this is just never gonna happen and you're living in a fairy world. Some people can work two days a week and they're making 80 grand a year. How bloody lovely. Now there's various stats and studies that have been done to show that around £80,000 a year is the happiest that makes anybody. I don't know if anyone's um, seen that. 
it's quite an old study now be interesting to see if there's any kind of updated metrics on it but you know it's very commonly known that it's not millionaires aren't just happy people there's many billionaires who are miserable and depressed and unhappy and are some of the most unhappiest people money is not the thing that's going to make everybody happy yes i believe that it really helps but the balance of having space and time to breathe and having a work life balance where maybe you work two days a week and you still earn way above the average earning of your country is huge. So don't ever feel bad or like a fraud or that you're doing something wrong because you don't want to grow your business to some huge size with some huge team and all this responsibility when instead you can create passive income and semi-passive income and revenue streams that feel really exciting to you and have maybe a creative business and love what you do and not have to panic about having huge amounts of responsibility on you. The other thing is overheads, right? For some people, they would happily do the work that is needed to get them to six figures and multi-six figures. But what they don't want is the overheads. They don't want to have to get an office. They don't want to have to deal with staff. They don't want to have to manage anybody. They don't want to have to have a hundred customers at one time, a thousand customers at one time. And my answer to that is it's okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Like that is so valid. And this is why blueprints and one and done systems just don't work. They're not serving most human beings. You know, maybe you're neurodiverse and actually you're just like, maybe you feel like you just don't fit into the business landscape. And I just want to give you a hug and say, you really do. But sometimes like listening to the rhetoric that some people choose to run with, especially people who are making a lot of money in an industry that is at times questionable in its integrity, is hard to hear. But make sure you're tuning in to the right people and the right spaces because not everywhere is pushing that narrative. There's a, there's a number of us who are saying, look, one size fits all doesn't work. You don't have to box yourself in and conform and be this person that it's saying that if you do this step and that step and make this happen, then it's all going to be perfect because it just doesn't work. That's okay. What we're going to move on to is if you've listened to this and you're now thinking, do you know what? I am feeling this. I don't think I do want to have this big 500 grand a year business. Or I'm not sure I really am that bothered about making hundreds of thousands of pounds every year. I'm actually quite happy to make 50 grand, 60 grand, 80 grand a year in my business. And I'm quite cool with that. I've got some pointers in terms of how to make that work really well for you and how to get the most out of it. Because the issue I do see with people who say, I don't want to have this huge business, is that there's many things that they're not working out. There's many things that they could be doing that would make everything they're doing more fulfilling and actually be a happier time. Because one thing I would say is, just because you don't want a huge business doesn't mean you shouldn't run your business like a big business. There's many parts of scaling a business that you should really think about strategically and use systems, processes, many different areas in your business as if you were running a really huge business. The reason I say that is because the output that you get from your business will be much higher. The joy you get, the freedom you get, 
the ease you get, the time it takes you, everything is going to get quicker and everything's going to be better. <laughs> so please, please, please don't discount scale and conversations. If you're someone who wants to make 60 grand, 70 grand, 80 grand a year, don't stop listening to the Honest Business Podcast. Instead, I'd be tuning in. It's free. I'd be taking notes and I'd be working out how do I make this benefit my business? Because whatever I'm saying to like someone who wants to grow to 500,000 or 10 million, somewhere in that will be a relevancy. Somewhere in that will be something that you can take, that you can use to help guide you further. Maybe it's so that you have more free time. But let's go through some practical things that you can do to make it work well. So Number one, get your profit margin right. This is really important. You've got to understand your profit margin and you've got to make profit because your profit makes like everything that you are doing where it's affecting your profit margin really matters. And that's not me saying don't spend any money. That's not me saying don't have any team support. It's not me saying that you shouldn't invest in yourself or invest in the business. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying just be mindful of what is your profit margin. Most people who don't want to grow this massive business are undercharging. Just because you don't want a massive business doesn't mean you should be charging like a tiny amount. Charge what you need to charge in order to have a decent profit margin. That's the point of being in business. You're not a charity. So don't act like one. Next up, understand your long-term strategy and vision. This is really important. Do not discount it and think, well, that doesn't matter for me because I don't want a massive, huge business. That's real, like, important, okay? You need to understand what is the vision. Is it that in 10 years' time, actually, you might be in a different phase of your life where your children might have left home and so actually you might want to grow this business and maybe you're spending this 10 years ticking along, refining things, getting better at what you do, really bedding in solid foundations so that at the point in which your life situation has changed, you're at a point where you're like, wow, okay, I've done this graft and hard work and I can push forward if I want to. It's not that you're committing to, it's just giving yourself the option. Or for some of you, it might be that you're like, the longer term strategy is that I can retire at X age. And maybe that's where you've got to start looking at different things and thinking, right, well, instead of if you need like 50,000 to live comfortably, but maybe you can actually earn 80,000 and you're going to use that extra additional money that you make every year to put towards your retirement. How exciting is that? How useful is that? But that's only going to happen if you actually think about this strategically and think, what do you want long-term? What's the vision? What's the plan? Where are you going? What's that all about? Because often people just don't think about that and they're just like, head down, we'll see what we get. We'll see what we manage to do. Like, it's all very slapdash. And that might work, but it's not great for where you're going, yeah? There's so much more that you could get out of the time that you're spending working if you understood what your long-term strategy and vision is. Also, another sort of permission slip, if you will, here. You can work at your business for years and years and years and years, keeping it under six figures should you wish to. And that can always be the case. But I'm also giving you permission to do that. And then one day decide it's ready to go and you're going to grow it further. And that's okay. 
detach from the market and, and the things you're hearing about, like, I grew to a million pounds in six months or 500,000 in two years or I made this happen. Like, if that's not something you want, don't worry about it. Don't spend your precious brain time thinking about it, thinking about something that you don't even care about or want. And I know that's hard when you're being shown it extensively, but it doesn't have to be the thing that you get consumed by. Next up, you need to say no more. If you're staying under a certain threshold, a certain number, a certain you know amount of revenue every year, you're going to have to say no to things. Everybody has to say no to things, but say no to things. Say no to people wanting you to work for free. Say no for shit that you're like, I have not got the space or capacity to do that. Because often people associate saying no with, you know, being super busy and being booked out and making lots of money. But like, you can still say no because you value your time away from your business. If your working hours are two days a week between 9am and 2pm, then if it doesn't fit for you in that time, you're well entitled to say, no, sorry, I don't have capacity for that. I'm fully booked or I haven't got space. Say no more. You can say no to whatever you want. The other practical item on this is getting your accounting system set up well. I know I've touched on that briefly, but make sure that your accountant's really solid. So do you have a business account that you can put, you know, your funds in separate to your personal? Are you using a software, for example, like QuickBooks or Xero or something that helps you track the money that is coming in? Like, don't run away from that stuff. Get really on top of it because that helps you run a really solid business that feels like you know what is going on and also helps you to make sure that you can take home the right amount of cash that you need to and want to to live your really happy life. Next up, how to make this work well if you are staying under the elusive 100 grand a year benchmark. I don't know if that's the right thing, thing, statement that people want to shove out into the world. You need to do work that you love. You have got to do work you love. Don't spend time working with people that you don't want to work with. It's absolutely pointless. Life's too short. Do work that you really, really love. That's the key to you enjoying this. Because for most people who are building a business and keeping it under that level, it's because they're doing it to sustain their lifestyle, to sustain their life, to help them live, to be happy, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But in order for that to be aligned, you need to be doing work that you really love. That's so important. Next up, don't sweat it. Don't get obsessed to the point with your business where you're just paralyzed by it, you're stressed by it, you're thinking about it 24 hours a day and it's just tearing your mental health apart. Business is not worth it for that. You don't need to. There's really no need for that to be the case. And so when you're not working, make sure that you switch off. When you're like, no, do you know what? Like this is done. I'm done here. I'm off for the weekend or I'm taking time off out of the business. Like fully switch off. Don't stress about it. Don't sweat it. You've got the joy of not having to be responsible for 50 people's mortgages. You've made the decision that actually you don't have to pay three grand a month for rent for some office space. How exciting is that? I'm going to tell you the answer. Really bloody exciting. 
really good. So utilise that thing that you've gifted yourself with. Don't then try and find another problem that you can think about. Don't purposely make your life difficult for yourself. It's really no need. It's not like it's not serving anybody. The final question or the point that I want to make in terms of how to make this work for you is about your brand. So you need to still build a brand and you need to build brand value. So let's decide that you are like, right, I want to make 50 grand a year or I'm going to make 80 grand a year. I'm going to make 100, but I don't want to go over 100. You need to build a solid brand that people recognize, that people love, that they can trust, that they refer to, that people enjoy, that they're intrigued by, that they want to consume. And build your brand value. So understand what adds value to your brand. Where can you build assets in your business? Because ultimately, there may come a day where you have no other choice, but you've got to grow it. Or one day you just wake up with this desire and you think, do you know what? I'm going to go for it. And if you do, and you've been building your brand this whole time, that whole thing's so much easier. That's a really beautiful place. Like people come to me and they say, do you know what? I've been going at this pace for however many years and actually we're ready to go now. I'm ready to really go for it. And I'm like, sure, let's go. Let's make this happen. Let's do it. And if they've got all of the things in place that I've just been speaking to you about, the speed in which that can happen is so much easier. It's so much faster as well. Like it really moves fast. So please build brand value. Please build a brand. The other thing is, is you know, you can still sell a business that does under a hundred grand a year. Like that's still a saleable business. It's not just revenue that makes a business saleable. So don't think that, you know, you do this thing to make money, but actually you don't need a brand because it doesn't really matter. And I'm saying this from someone who has a business that doesn't have a brand, right? So I have one business that does have a brand, which is my James Limited. I have another business that doesn't have a brand associated with it, but it generates revenue. And I'm telling you that actually it makes tons of sense for most businesses Depends what the goal of the business is. But for most businesses, it makes sense to build a brand and to add brand value to whatever you are doing. I hope that this episode has given you permission today, has made you think, has made you explore things. And if it has, and if you're someone who actually has now come out of this episode thinking, God, I really want to go for more. Come and speak with me. You can work with me. You can do a half day with me, which is a great option. You could do a 2024 planning half day intensive where we come and we sit down together and we really dive through things and create a solid strategy for you. And on the other hand, if you're someone who actually is at the 50 grand a year mark, but then is like, you know what? I really do actually want to go for 80. I can also help you with that. And the half day intensive is also a good shout. <laughs> we can do some planning and we can create strategy. We can work out how are you going to get there but maybe you're going to make 80K in less hours than you work now, making 50K. How bloody exciting would that be? Wherever you're at in that, I can help you. So feel free to come and apply for that and select a date that works for you. And it will be a joy to sit and do that work together. And then to see you execute that and implement in 2024 and have an amazing 2024. Because I really hope that you've come away from this episode feeling positive of that if you choose that you want to grow a big business and you want to get to the 100 grand, 200 grand, 500,000, you know, million, 10 million, 100 million, great. 
But I also hope that if you feel confident in your decision and wanting to earn whatever amount you want to under 100 grand a year, that that's also cool. And you're also well entitled to do that. And it is a fantastic thing. Come and share with me your thoughts on this. Come and say hello. Tell me your thoughts. Have I missed something? Some of you might be like, I actually think this and you didn't include that. Um, It's a really good conversation, I think, this one. And a one that people are sort of a bit apprehensive to have. So that is today's episode. I will see you next week. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore, where I share the raw, uncut, behind the scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.